You're listening to the Dear Billionaire Podcast, an honest conversation about attracting and retaining world-class household staff. So whether you're a millionaire or a billionaire, new money or old, if you already have a house manager and estate manager, or you're thinking about hiring one, you'll better understand how to be a good employer to find and retain trusted world-class staff, why you should care more about the people working inside of your home, and how to turn over the reins of management of your most valuable assets. I'm Kelly Ford Dixon. I was an estate manager for some of the wealthiest families in the world and am currently a luxury home management consultant. I'll be sharing some wisdom from other service professionals that may help improve the enjoyment of your amazingly complex life. So hello and welcome. I thought I'd share with you my first experience or my first feelings about my experience as an estate manager. Um, It was at probably the highest level of estate management. I mean, the most sophisticated uh, family office, numerous homes, very sophisticated staff, highly educated, uh, really top-notch service professionals, beautiful luxury homes, well-equipped with all of the resources in the world. And I can tell you that when I walked into my office for the first day, I saw piles and piles of paperwork that hadn't been touched. I assumed that they were old archives that needed to be, um, you know, boxed up and put away. And months later, when I actually had time to go through the paperwork, I realized that wasn't the case. There were unpaid contractors invoices, which gave me a real clear indication of why I wasn't getting the service that I needed and the quick responses and immediate returns to my text when I was in a panic about uh, a floor heater not working or a broken sprinkler line. There were car tags that were expired. Uh, We had documents that uh, weren't secure, that should have been secure, and the list goes on. But the chaotic part of all of this was the staff, the support staff was grossly overworked. The traveling staff hadn't been home in more than 20 days. The local housekeeping staff hadn't had a day off in two and a half years. They weren't speaking to each other. Everyone was working independently. And therefore, there was a lot of finger pointing and a lot of, lot, a lot of years of working together, but in a dysfunctional way. And as a new person stepping into this role, I thought I could fix that. I thought that I could take my years of contractor management, and do some conflict resolution, organize the files, get the contractors paid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized pretty quickly that I did not have that power. Now I'm telling you all of this because I know as private service providers or uh, private service professionals, we're all looking for unicorn billionaires 
And as much as you may have the money, you've got the power, you've got the wealth and the clout and the lifestyle, it doesn't necessarily make you a good employer. And all that is to say, this shoots you in the foot. This um, shortens and, and doesn't support a a staff that gives you what you want. And primarily, that is safety, security, risk management, um, and just an ease of enjoying your status that maybe you don't know the dirt behind the scenes, but I can tell you that uh, if you're flying high and if you're not um, building a trusted team and everyone's going to look at you with a smile on their face and say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But behind the scenes, if things are messy, that's not everyone's going to be working in your best interest, which is exactly where we need to go today. So I want to highlight, I'm calling this, are you ready to hire house management and again it doesn't matter new millionaires new billionaires old money etc there is a learning curve for having household staff and a hierarchy of a manager of that high uh, household staff that is that layer between you and your housekeepers your gardeners chefs nannies, whatever. So as your wealth grows, as your need for staffing grows, there needs to be a separation or you're going to spend too much time managing people. And when you open yourself up for that, there are other opportunities that become an issue when you you know too much about your staff, when you become too friendly, when you become too available to them. So that manager is the key component to separating those two lives. You still get your house run and managed in a way that keeps things running smoothly, keeps your property values up and keeps equipment from failing. The management side of this keeps focused on the financial aspects of it, the HR management aspects, and all the service that you deserve and desire. And it allows you to pivot and go in a different direction. But you have to be ready for that. Now, when I very first started this business, I created a master list of lists for managing a mansion. And I provide this to everyone. If you go on estatemanagementsystems.com and sign up for our email subscriber list, you will download not only this document, but our contractor's memorandum of understanding. And in short, this is just a document that you have your contractors sign in addition to getting their insurance certificates and license saying, this is how I want you to act on my property. This is how I want you to please me, or this is how I'm going to be pleased. Don't touch the walls. Don't sit on the bed. You know, what? use this bathroom only. 
when you tighten up that information and give it to your contractors, you're giving them the tools to succeed and please. But back to the master list of lists for managing a mansion. This important tool is a critical component for you preparing yourself to turn over the reins of your personal assets to management, to someone else. And this list is just an outline and it's, it's twofold actually. One, it helps you put your head around what an estate manager does, what a house manager does. It also re, um, makes you realize how professional, how broad, how deeply experienced you need this person to be. If you have two houses, if they're relatively small, if there's not that much valuable content, if you don't have invaluable pieces of artwork or collections, etc., maybe this is a shortened version of this list of what you need. But this document alone is great to take to a domestic staff recruiter to say, here's what I want and need. You can also use this during an interview to make sure that your estate manager is qualified, that you two are on the same page about the expectations of service and their experience. What do they bring to you that's a perfect fit? If you're very construction focused or project focused, you better have someone who's got some construction experience behind their belt. If you need someone who does large events, that's not the same thing. You need someone to do or subcontract that out. But in other words, you don't necessarily get all your needs met in one person. But let's get specific about making the majority of your needs met through one person and then being realistic about the rest of them. The first item on this list is owner preferences. Now, if you don't tell anybody how to please you, I can 100% guarantee that they are going to fail. You're going to at some point need to verbalize or write down how you want your house to run. Is it formal, informal? Do they say Mr. or Mrs.? Or do they say Bill, Bob, William, Katie, Catherine, or whatever level in between. You also need to be really focused on how familiar and how comfortable you want your household staff to be with you. Realizing if you have one housekeeper, it's less impactful than if you have four full-time staff running around your property all day long if you have a conversation every day about how was your evening, or how was your weekend, it's you're going to be unhappy with this eventually, I would say soon. So get clear on how you want this to go. Because again, the goal here is to find trusted and long-term staff. And the last thing that you want to do is develop a really friendly relationship with someone you want to stick around for years to come, then you grow your wealth, your staffing, your properties, 
and you have to change that relationship. You have to back off because it confuses people on your staff when one person has a closer relationship with you than someone else. The end of that is that ultimately treat them as staff, not as family members and create healthy boundaries around that relationship. You also wanna outline to them how you want your guests treated. There's all sorts of things. There's a big long list here. The next item on the list is employee record keeping. Get this right from the start. It is crucial that you stop paying them cash and do a payroll system, maybe through your bank, maybe through a payroll service. But the point of this is you have appropriate documentation. You're paying state and federal uh, taxes and uh, employing employee matching taxes so that um, the paperwork flows fluidly from year to year. You're going to also want to create some business policies about parameters of using your credit card to purchase items on your behalf, how much petty cash you have on hand, and the accountability of that responsibility, as well as CPR training for your staff, hiring, firing procedures, and that sort of thing. All of these things are going to set your estate manager up for success. If you don't want to do any of this, it's understood, and we'll talk about that at the end of this podcast, but it behooves everyone to come to the awareness that this list gives you about the big broad sense. Your, uh, the next on the list is contractor management. Are you still going to be involved? Do you want to make design and financial decisions only, or do you still want to be involved in the day-to-day? If it's a large construction project or a new build, you might want the house manager, the estate managers to stay focused on the day-to-day operations. And you may want to hire a different person for the management of those shorter term. It could be even a couple of years, but hire an owner's rep or someone with the construction knowledge to manage that properly. You'll also want someone to vet every single person on your property in the way of employees, in contractors who become liabilities to you if they damage something on your property or if they hurt themselves. So if they don't have a liability insurance certificate or a worker's comp certificate that is valid and still in play, then you're going to be liable for that particular Um, damage and lawsuits. You've opened yourself up for lawsuits. Uh, Fleet information. That probably the most important thing that you can do for anybody is give them enough information to keep your cars running legally with the proper documentation to keep them running uh, mechanically so that they are reliable sources of transportation for you. Uh, as well as any sort of technology inside of your home. Uh, This relates on a smaller scale to just uh, 
cleaning and and keeping up to date with just daily housekeeping but that also bleeds over to the landscaping which not of a lot of state managers know much about so even if you have a subcontract landscape maintenance company they're not always that skilled and sometimes the owners step out and you've got the staff involved make sure you're doing independent arborist reports on especially those either heritage trees or the um, specific trees that add the most value to the house remember it's not just the house structure that um, can decline in value your landscape is a big big part of the value of that house and if you use lose some significant specimen trees let's say a driveway lined with um, some type of palm tree or oaks or shade trees etc if you lose one of those it's going to start you know throwing off the balance of that visual image uh, of your home and it will inevitably affect the value to some extent so landscaping and then home technology your home theaters your bowling alleys your exotic fish tanks all of those are assets that should be adding value uh, they take maintenance they take upkeep and they need a lot of information to get them running smoothly and i would say that the one of the most uh, valuable things that you can do and next on the list is to create a household inventory it's hard to manage something uh, it's hard to manage a property uh, and content if you don't know what those needs are and if you don't know what those items are so i would say um, hire a service to hire me to collect this information document in such a way that it can be shared with your team so that a 12-month maintenance calendar can be prepared uh, that estate manager can hire that service your house manager can hire that service you can hire that service or you can do it yourself but that bit of information if it's not collected and known takes months on really large complex properties not only to pull together the mechanical information as it is today but ideally the last two years of information is known to them so that they can know who the service providers are the tricky little spare parts that might be ordered from germany whatever the tricks are that keep your systems running smoothly especially related to energy um, uh, generators solar panel collectors etc getting those running smoothly and being prepared for emergencies are critical to your family safety all of your fire extinguishers smoke detectors AED if somebody dies on your property maybe they choke on dinner if they have a heart attack if your staff falls and hurts themselves be prepared because the higher your wealth the higher your risk and then certainly related to um, any type of medical emergency procedures make sure your staff is cpr certified 
make sure you've got up-to-date uh, medical supply list and that you have life-saving procedures evident and practiced on your property with your staff. And then, of course, natural and home disaster procedures. Are you in a fire zone? Are you in an earthquake zone? Are you in a hurricane zone? You probably already know this, but who's checking the expiration dates on your food supplies, on your water supplies? Have the evacuation routes changed? Do you know your neighbors and how, what resources they have that you might pool together to need help with? If in fact you are away from your property when a disaster happens, you need a grab and go list for someone to take prescription medications, any technology, chargers, um, maybe there's a piece of artwork that's just invaluable to you, safe contents, etc. Pets, <laughs> there is a whole plan for uh, pet care when you need to evacuate quickly or when you need someone to do it for you, and certainly meeting places, etc. contact information. So that's the quick download of this summary of information. Again, it's called a master list of lists for managing a mansion. Go to estatemanagementsystems.com, sign up on our email subscriber list. You can unsubscribe if that information later is not relevant to you, but download this list as well as our contractor's memorandum of understanding to support you in talking about getting or thinking about getting ready to hire a house manager, talking with a domestic staff recruiter, and looking closely at each candidate to make sure they're a perfect fit for you. That's all I have this week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Dear Billionaire podcast. Please check our show notes, find us on social media, and sign up for emails to receive promotions and notifications from Estate Management Systems about our house management systems and services. We also have a YouTube channel with past contents that may be of interest to you. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel to receive notices of our weekly topics. And lastly, I want to thank Leonie Lawrence Van Sandwick. She is my editor, virtual assistant, and all-around smart woman that keeps things on track around here. And to the brilliant Paige Ray Creative for all of my brand development for all of my products and services. Thank you for listening.